ding, ding. Bringing a whole new attitude to your afternoons. And that's the bottom line. Mm, check it out. You know, two dudes talking sports. Look at me when I'm talking to you. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. There is no other. There is no equal. I'm all American. They're going to sit. It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show. That's right. Happy Leap Day and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Kenny and JT Show. 34 degrees right here in the heart of the Hall of Fame city. Now, Kenny, we got a lot of things to get to today, but like I say, it's Leap Day. I've got two age-related stories as we start the program. Take your pick. One regarding football, the other regarding basketball. Which one would you like first? Uh, You know what? Since it's basketball season, JT, let's go with the Leap Year, Leap Day basketball story. How's that? Turning back the hands of time last night for the Chicago Bulls was 30-year-old Andre Drummond, who almost single-handedly out-rebounded the Cavaliers last night. (laughs) He had 26-39, to and more on them in a minute. But the other age-related story is the good one. What? Breaking news almost. You don't need to give me the sounder, Brian, because we've got better sound for this. A judge has upheld a decision requiring Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones to take a paternity test as part of a legal dispute with a 27-year-old woman who says the billionaire is her father. You are the father. He's 81 (laughs) years old. I don't have time to have a bad time. It isn't on my schedule. What was, on, what was on that schedule there, Jerry? Yeah, we know what was on his schedule. Hey, he ain't shooting blanks. That's that's what we know about Jerry, then, if right. that's the case, right? Finally, you also know that you're old. You want to know when you know you're old? Uh, yeah. When you're that, born that. on Leap Day yeah, and you're old enough to have your temps. Excuse me? How old are you when you get your driver's license? You're 16. You know you're old when it's Leap Day and you're born on Leap Day and you're 16. You're, or are you four? You're actually 60. <laughs> what? Oh, 60 man. divided by four. Every, every four years you get a leap year, right? What, now, what are temps? I thought that was like your temporary license as a kid. Correct. You get those when you're about 15 years old. 16, right. So right. that means you're four in leap years. No, no. If you're, if you're, if you're 15, you're 60. Uh, uh, you get a birthday uh, can, once every four yeah. years. Right. You're 15 years old. You're really 60. Oh, I see what you're saying now. So if you're 15, okay, I see. I was going in the other you direction. You know you're old when your birthday number. is on leap day and you're yeah. 15. You know you're old. Thank God this happens only once every four years because I'm confused. Yeah, I don't think I could explain <laughs> it to you again. I'm I'm confused. I, I uh, uh, when, when I look at because you know if you're born on leap year, do you only celebrate a birthday once every four years? Correct. So that therefore you don't have a birthday the other three years. So you're or, really only one, or because your second birthday doesn't come until you're five. Or you don't have a birthday because you don't have a father, and it's not Jerry Jones. <laughs> I don't know. Jerry, how is he? How? Do we know who the uh, the woman is? Is it his current girlfriend, or is this no, no, somebody no. trying maybe to extort him? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll or, slow or down what? on this one again, too. She's a 27-year-old woman who's right? suing Jerry Jones to claim that he is her father. So not his current wife or girlfriend or significant other. It's a woman who turned 27. I'll do it slower. Yeah. What yeah. does a No, 27- you're not telling me the answer. I'm telling you. Who a twenty-seven-year-old woman is trying okay. to claim that Jerry Jones 
is her father. So 27 years ago, yeah. she's saying that he had her with her mother. Oh, okay. All right. What? So he's the, uh, her father. Okay. I'm thinking uh, you, you confused me with the leap year thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got you now. So she she is saying that he's her daddy is Correct. what you're telling There you go. Birth daddy. Attaboy. That's who Jerry Jones is. You are so, the father. Thank you, Maury, so allegedly. Do, do we know who her mother is? Yes. Who, who is her mother? Her mother is named Cynthia Davis. She's from yeah. down around Dallas somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And okay. this girl, I don't know what her name is, but she's a 27-year-old. Apparently, yeah. she's already been paid lots of money, but now she maybe wants a little bit more. And, right, you know, right. The bottom line is it's a 27-year-old trying to sue Jerry Jones. Yeah. See, I, I was, I guess my mind was in the gutter thinking she was pregnant with his baby right now at age 27 that's where i was going yeah. with jerry and that's why i was saying he's not shooting blanks mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my so i'll Jerry's tell you who been... shot blanks the cavaliers yeah. last night get yeah, off this did. subject because you're really getting it deeper and deeper so last yes. night cavaliers lay a stinker and i watched that game and fast forward because not going to be a spoiler but i did watch survivor Yes. And then I had the, the game recording in the basement. I go down to the man cave. I'm watching this game. Felt really good about it. Looked as though the Cavaliers are going to springboard off of that buzzer beater the night before. They had big yeah. leads against the Bulls. It looked like they were going to just blow that team out. They just kept letting them back in and letting them back in. And I thought this was a misprint when I looked at the box score. Now, first things first, this team can't shoot a foul shot to save their life. Cavaliers go 11-19 for 57%. Jeez. I thought that was a misprint. It's not. But to even be worse, they get out-rebounded, Kenny, 74-39. to Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Do we or do we not have two seven-footers on this team? That's what the re- – I didn't realize the rebounding total was that dramatic of 74 a to 39. You want to know why you lose that game? I don't care if it Damn. goes to overtime or not. And let's be honest. That game shouldn't have gone to overtime. Donovan Mitchell makes one foul shot. Yeah, and then it ends up going to double overtime, right. and they get beat by nine points because they couldn't score in the second overtime because they were out of gas and just jacking up triples. My goodness. You know what concerns me is they won the game the other The buzzer beater covers up all the uh, the mistakes, right? Everybody's right. excited. Oh, Max Drew, 60-footer. Everybody's uh, celebrating and everything. What did we bring up yesterday? The fact that, A, they turned it over late in that game, and, yeah. B, gave up a layup right. where he had to shoot that. Well, yeah. they had leads at the end of regulation and in the first overtime and, again, gave up those leads to force into a second overtime. So they need to do a better job in their late-game situation. Turnovers again towards the end of the game. Either way you Jeez. want to slice it in both nights, which tells me a little bit about it. You know, look, you can look at this one of two ways, and we said it two days ago when we set our Genino's proper parlay bet of the week, right? We yeah. said if you could get one of these two games, you'd feel pretty decent about it. Probably thought you might lose to Dallas and then beat Chicago. Right. But when you beat Dallas, I don't care how it was, why not sweep the two games? Now you go to Detroit on Friday, and you had that game. You should have won that game last night. Yeah, no, no question about it. And I look at the box score right now, JT. They jacked up 54 triples. That tells me they were lazy last night. That tells me that they were just, you know what, uh, we should be able to beat the Bulls. They're minus a bunch of starters. I don't, True. Uh, didn't Drummond's play for the Cavaliers yes. Yes, for a short did. period of time? Yeah. He did, right? But the problem with shooting 54 threes 
they still shot 40%, which isn't bad. Make your yeah. foul shots. Well, that too. That, that's a fair point. 11 of 19. How many free throws did... Uh, Oh, they shot 38. See, that tells me Chicago was more attacking and the Cavaliers were more settling last night. Well, yeah, because all we do is shoot threes. You know, DeRozan, DeRozan, you know he likes a mid-range jumper, so you know he's going to make a move. And he scores 30 what? How many points did he have? 35? Yeah. Come on, man. 35 points. Um, How about Andre Drummond's night? 17 points. 26 rebounds, three blocks yesterday, yeah. and he made eight of 12 shots. I mean, that, that, if I'm, but what is he, JT? And this, this is where one of my concerns are with the Cavaliers. He's a physical center. Yep. Well, guess what he did? He pushed Mobley around, mm-hmm. and he pushed Jared Allen around, right. and he dominated the game in the paint. And that's where my concern is with this team still, with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley both. You need Tristan Thompson back. The good news last night is Darius Garland gives you 23 points. Shot okay. well. Silver he, lining. He, you hope, yeah, you hope that he's back. You know what? Donovan Mitchell, even though he had 31 the other night, ever since the All-Star break, Doesn't look right. he hadn't been right, man. Look right. He was, what, 6 of 14? No, I'm sorry. That's the Sumu. Uh, let's see. Uh, Donovan yesterday was 5 for 13, even worse. And mm-hmm. you said he Turn missed two free throws, which is not good. And in the last two games, guess what? Donovan Mitchell, seven turnovers, yeah. five turnovers, 12 turnovers in the last two games. Well, so uh, I don't know what the illness was that kept him out. And even in the All-Star game, he looked sluggish. You know, he didn't. He wasn't playing yeah. with the, uh, the flair that we normally see from him in a game of uh, that magnitude. So that, uh, maybe he's not 100% healthy yet. And uh, he'll get well before they play. Who is it? The, the Detroit, Knicks on Sunday. Detroit and on Friday. Yeah, the big games though. New, New Don't York look on past Sunday. Detroit. I'm Detroit, looking past Detroit. Detroit should have beat. Yeah, I understand that. But look what this team does. They play an up and down to the level of their opponent, and you can't look past Detroit. They should have beat Chicago, and they did beat Chicago two nights ago. They should have beat the Knicks last weekend. So, I mean, if this team looks past a team like Detroit, the last thing you want to do is stub your toe against them and then have to turn around and face New York and Boston. 24 games remaining. J.B. Bickerstaff already is shrinking his roster. We see no Sam Merrill, no Craig Porter again. We go nine deep yesterday in a game, I'm not going to say it was a must win, but it's a game you could have won. Yeah, I... I understand what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Merrill, unfortunately, is going to be a spot player. Uh, certain situations, end of quarter, end of game situations when they need a three or if somebody's in foul problems. You're not going to see uh, Cooper no. at all. He, he's And Jones, those guys aren't going to play. Tristan, when he comes back, probably. Um, but, um, uh, you know, Karis LeVert, two games in a row, had decent games. But did you notice? In the OT in the second overtime, missed wide open three, missed a layup, missed mm-hmm. another wide open three. When you needed him most, he didn't come through for them. There's that inconsistency uh, with him. And then Max Struess, what did we say? He's either all or nothing. Well, the other night, he was 7 of 10 from three-point range, the game winner for 21. He goes 4 of 13 overall yesterday, 3 of 10 from three-point range. Mm-hmm. So, again, there's the inconsistency yeah. that you just have to live with. Well, when you sign him or trade for him, you know that's going to happen. It, I, I expect inconsistency because we're seeing different uh, 
roster moves. We're seeing different matchups here. So, I mean, until these guys get comfortable again, this is the real season now. Now they're trying to experiment a little bit, and that's fine. And you probably expect or you probably would have thought anyway that it's going to be Boston in Milwaukee, one and two in the East anyway. So this has been a nice ride. Don't want to drop down past four, in my opinion, as we get closer to the playoffs. But, again, let's see how the Cavaliers respond now because – if we do play her up or down to the level of our competition, then you expect maybe a clunker tomorrow night and maybe a little bit more against the Knicks and Boston. Well, here's the thing. With last night's loss, you don't play tonight. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee does play tonight. Milwaukee wins tonight. You're tied right. with Milwaukee now atop the division as well as for the number two seed. And then mm-hmm. you've got to square off with them uh, no, I'm sorry. You don't play them to let. So uh, it, it's important to get this meaningless throwaway game tomorrow against one of the worst teams in the NBA. You need to win the ones you're supposed to win, and then play 500 split between New York right. and Boston next uh, over the weekend right, and into next week. Next thing you know, the Bucks play on Friday night, and the Cavaliers do as well. Cavaliers are in Detroit. The Bucks get Chicago. Yeah. So if if you lose the next game, they're going to move right in front of you. So it's it's imperative that. You, you want to face Detroit and give them a good effort. Put that team away early and be done with it. Cavaliers since the All-Star break, two and three. Yeah. In their last seven games, three and four. This is a trend that started before the All-Star break, JT, right? Mm-hmm. Where defensively they're not there, late game situations. Now they've lost four right. of their last seven games. And what have we pointed out earlier you know, on this show? The Cavaliers under J.B. Bickerstaff, for whatever reason, after the All-Star break, are a 500 team and an under 500 Mm -hmm. team in the postseason. And that is another area of concern for me. The concerning thing for me is in tight games, J.B. Bickerstaff, for whatever reason, I mean, we saw it against Dallas two nights ago. When it came down to an inbounds play or the simplest plays you would think or the things that you really want to go over in practice – they didn't perform well. They turned around and did the exact same thing last night towards the end of regulation, and we saw they probably just ran out of gas in the second overtime. Here's my, my problem, though. Wasn't this a back-to-back for Chicago, too, and they yep. didn't run out of gas, right? No, they ran out of gas the first night, and they got beat by who? Who was it, Detroit? I, I, it might have been Detroit. I think it was. But, but they were minus some key players again last yeah. night, and you were healthy. Mm-hmm. Right? You you were 100% healthy. You had your okay. starting lineup in there. You had your guys. Okay, is that a problem with the Cavaliers? Do they What's play that? better Ooh. when guys are injured? I, I, I wrote down a quote that I found from LeBron James in, in a story, right? And it says here, well, it's not a quote. It, it's a story about LeBron. He scored 19 in the fourth quarter. They came back. Yeah and beat the L.A. Clippers last night. Mm -hmm. And it says here, LeBron's playing with a remarkable sense of urgency coming out of the All-Star break as the number nine seed. Cavaliers are the two seed. Maybe they were Cadillacing it a little bit, you know, getting full of themselves and not playing with that sense uh, of urgency. And that's something, again, we talk about the physical toughness that they lack. That's the mental toughness, maybe, that mm-hmm. they lack. How do they handle winning? Yeah. Are they able to understand that, okay, while you're the number two seed, you're not the best in the East, so you better not rest on your laurels and think you can just show up in Chicago yeah. and you're going to win a game. That, Le- that's something that they got to look at. Leadership, experience, all the things that we thought that we were going to see from the things that we may have learned last year. Now you bring in a couple of players 
that that should be that veteran leader on this team, like a Max right. Bruce, like a Georgie Niang, uh, Donovan Mitchell in his second year, a little bit more comfortable in that leader role on this team. I didn't expect to see this team. Maybe I, I don't. I don't know if Cadillacing it is is really the right term. I I know where you're getting at, and I agree with you to an extent. But yeah, I want to see a little bit more push from this team. I want to see them put teams away that are sub 500. Right. Or look, you're not going to win every game in the NBA. We get that, but you know what? This team hasn't covered in the last ten games. I don't believe. Yeah. For one, and for two, I, I'm tired of seeing them play up or down to the level of that competition. I need okay. them to put teams like that away because, like you say, it's going to get a lot tougher when you do face the Knicks. When you do see Boston. By the way, that Boston game next week. What is it? Wednesday or Thursday? What is February? What is March fifth? That is a Wednesday. That is the Kelsey Brothers bobblehead day. Oh, nice. It's a Tuesday. So Tuesday the 5th, okay. you get a two-for-one free bobblehead when you go to that game. I want to go to that one. Well, that um, it's, uh, let's see, it's been moved to 7.30. It's a TNT game okay. on Tuesday. My bad. It, it, you're right, Brian. We Tuesday night. It. So Sunday, New York. Tuesday, Boston. Um, and uh, it's... That one might be tough for us to go to because of how big of a game it is. Travis and Jason bobblehead day. We wouldn't get them anyway, would we? Not as medium. You'd yeah. have to buy it. To ask Larry. Get your tickets. Ask Larry to give you the the, the tickets. And Larry takes all the good games for himself. Well, hey, maybe he'll take you with him. You can go with the boss to sit there and watch the game. How about that? You can't, you can't do anything when you're with the boss. Well, can't yell at anybody. Well, yeah, you got to be careful. Just a little bit. Can't get kicked Just out of the media bit. room when you're with the boss. Can't get yelled at by Jeff in the media room like you and I did. <laughs> hey, I'm Jeff, trying to work know. over here. Meanwhile, his Wi-Fi wasn't working. He was playing a video yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to work see, over here. Connect yeah, I'll four. See, I'll see Jeff on Saturday for our uh, Monsters afternoon Good. game, ask so I'll that, talk to him about ask that. Ask him how yeah. that Wi-Fi is. Yeah, <laughs> let's go to Sam in Canton. Sam, welcome to the show. Yeah, guys, it's a good thing I have a standing open account with Best Buy for new television sets. I'll tell you. <laughs> you know, I remember, God rest his soul, my dad used to talk about uh, something called Killer Instinct. And it's something clearly the Cavaliers lack. Yeah, um, There's a sense that I I keep thinking back to the days of Michael Jordan and how if they had been ahead at various times of that game like they were ahead, they would have never, ever, ever lost that game. Okay? And the Cavaliers, there's something in their chemistry they don't know how to finish. And I noticed uh, towards the end of the game, not the second overtime, but the end of regulation and the first uh, overtime, that when it came to crunch time, they wanted to just give the ball to Donovan Mitchell and go one-on-one, all right? And I contrast that with one these their top uh, some of their top players were out here a while back, and they were playing guys who were their eighth, ninth, and tenth guys and they were moving the ball around the perimeter and looking for open shots instead of playing one-on-one basketball. And I just, it's something I saw last year, it's something I see this year, and you guys have hit on it, that 
there is something in their makeup, in their chemistry. I don't know if they get afraid at the end of the game, but they don't know how to make the, the kill shot, okay, that ends the game. And um, I'm not sure at this point whether or not they have a player or players on the roster that give them that chemistry. What do you think? Well, I wonder, as I watch Evan Mobley and Darius Garland play, Two very good basketball players, right? Uh, yes. Garland's been an all-star. Mobley hasn't, but all-defensive team. Th- there's just th- th- that fire, you know, that 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 burning desire, that look in their eye. I-, I don't see it. Now, that doesn't mean they don't have it. I don't see them practice on a daily basis, uh, but I, just from what I watch from afar, and maybe I'm an old curmudgeon, and I expect guys to be like Kobe Bryant and um, – uh, Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson, where if they lost a game in the regular season, it, it stung. Uh, whether it was their fourth loss of the season, their 30th loss of the season, or the last game of the season, didn't matter. They all stung. Oh, it's just one game. We'll move on to the next. Oh, it's just, hey, let's you know go dap each other up. We played uh, together AAU ball. We're good friends and everything like that. I, I'm with you. There's something that is missing with some of those players. The only guy I see that has it, on the Cavaliers, my opinion, okay, uh, is Donovan Mitchell at a high level. Max Struess, I think, has some of that toughness, but he's not an elite player. He's an average player at best. Donovan Mitchell is an all-star who I think does have that, that killer mentality. I know what it is, and I can make it a lot simpler than that. Sam, you're absolutely onto something here. We saw it in the postgame two nights ago when Georgie Niang said, this team is best when they have a lot of ball movement and they move it around and everybody touches the ball. You work for a good shot. I get that. But the reason they won that game was because it turns into isolation somehow, some way, and they get lucky, and one kid hits four threes in 67 seconds or you're looking up at two losses in a row. This team cannot play ISO ball because everybody stands around. They don't crash the ball boards enough because they're not tough enough in the paint. Clean and simple, if you don't have a guy that's just unconscious shooting the ball, you're not going to win until they move the ball around. They can do both, but at times it just gets stagnant. Well, when you have when you're out-rebounded, too, by the margin they were out-rebounded, all right? Yeah. That tells me it's not only about toughness, it's about desire. And I got the sense, you know, Chicago is right on the cusp of making the playoffs or and if they do right if they did right now, they'd be a much lower seed, okay? Way down the list. And they're fighting for something, okay? And I got the sense that there was a sense of urgency they had played the night before. And, you know, so there's no, you know, justifying the Cavaliers losing that game by saying they were tired because Chicago was tired too, all right? Chicago, in my mind, guys, they wanted the game more. They okay. wanted it more. And in, in, in you know, mo- crunch moments, they, it just seemed that they had that extra oomph. They were playing with desperation. And whereas... Instead of the Cavs playing like, you know, the the old uh, analogy, you catch the vampire and you cough and you better mm-hmm. drive the stake in his heart True. before he wakes up. Okay, you know, the the Cavaliers don't have that that uh, that killer instinct. And what I'm kind of wondering, and I'll hang up. I'd like to hear what you guys think about this. Assuming 
they make the playoffs, and I'm sure they will. The way they're the way they're they're going at this moment, I could see them losing again in the first round. What do you think? I don't think so. I think and thanks for the call too, Kenny. You made a great point earlier. This team maybe get a little bit fat when they had a nine point lead early in the fourth quarter. Thought they were going to just cruise to a victory, and maybe they did Cadillac that fourth quarter. I think this team trying to figure things out right now. You're shrinking that line up a little bit. You're going nine deep until they figure out, you know, the great, the best rotations for them. This is the kind of thing you're going to stumble through, and you probably will lose a couple of more games, obviously, to the better teams. But you expect to lose those. But what you want to do is use those games for practice so you don't get knocked out in the first round. I'm worried about the first round depending on who they play it's about matchups and there are certain teams i don't want to see in the first round and other teams i would rather see in the first round and yes sam i think they could get knocked out in the first round if they draw the wrong team let's hope not let's hope they learn in these remaining what 24 games whatever it is uh to help them but i'm not completely sold on this team even though they're the number two seed in the east right now It's Kenny and JT on WHBC.